baby, keep it off his own. Why do you feel so bad about having autism? I don't. I think it's like it's like when you find out you have a mental health disorder, you're just kind of like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like why I felt like this like forever, but also it's almost like a, it's almost like an identity crisis. I think there's a bit of shame that comes with it because when I was raised, I was raised you don't want autism, you don't want ADHD. Like they wouldn't even talk to me about it because they said, "Don't worry about it. You don't have it, and you don't want it." So when I started really asking myself, "Could I be autistic?" I felt a little ashamed, and that was from old teachings and old ways of thinking. And also, they had labeled it as a problem, so I was like, is this just another problem I have? Yeah. But I don't view it as a problem anymore. I view it as a really cool, unique thing about me that I'm very proud of, you know? I don't feel bad about it until people make me feel bad about it. I don't care what people think people. about me. What makes you feel society. bad about it? Society. So, <laughs> so, I grew up my whole life not fitting into society. I really don't it's care not, what other people have I'll get over it. That's what I'm saying. It's like when you find out, like, oh, right, you have anxiety disorder, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. And then you sit at night because you're like, you're like putting every solution in your head, like that, that would be that, that would be that, you know. And then at the end of the night, you're like, fuck, does that even mean if I have anxiety disorder? And you like think it's like a different type of reflection. Yeah, I reflected. I was like, if I have autism, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for people who view me, see me, like? I just had a whole identity crisis where I was thinking about almost like viewing me from third person. It's know? like coming out of the closet, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, it's okay. Well, Moving's gonna suck. I'm gonna have to take all those glass panels out of that lamp and store them well, carefully. Again, if you what find are you it, if you about? No, no, listen, Kayla. Also, if you move, like I said, you say you have a way to move in mm-hmm. like slowly, you just pick the bitch up, you drive, and then you put it in the new house. Why are you trying to take that thing apart? She said, I'm going to unscrew every nook and crack. Why? You know how I be dropping shit. Just, well, maybe you'll get lucky because you don't want to drop whole, all of the shards individually. <laughs> like, just, yeah, just wrap wanna, that thing up. You want to move, like, how far away do you want to move? You could fucking put that thing in your easy. car. You know, one thing, I always put my jewelry in my car with me, my rocks in my car with me, and anything else like that that yeah. I don't want movers to touch or whoever the fuck else is helping me, you know? And you could literally just go like this. Okay, we're moving, guys. <laughs> Mariah breaks it right now. <laughs> That'd be tragic. Anyway. When I was talking to Rob, who was a seller for this auction house, they had the exact same lamp on their Facebook page, and I said, I can have matching lamps of my pink sh- lamp. Why didn't you get it? Um, I think it was like $60. I did not have $60, but like... I would have like spotted it. you. I like it by itself. It'd be know. different if she had like a like a, a symmetrical like bedroom, like nightstand, yes. nightstand, but since it is a standalone piece, I agree. Yeah, if I, I if don't I even had, like symmetrical lamps. I think it's gross. But it was just cool. I was like, she gonna have one in the room, one in here." I want an eclectic look. I explained your style as that to my dad. So I was talking about how you were living with me, and I was like, "Yeah, because he's like real got real eclectic style." I was like, "Like when she dresses up for the first time, my grandma gonna be like, what's your friend wearing?'" <laughs> my dad at first thought I was saying that like you were gonna dress like in like short shorts and like. In like skinny clothes, like like I was like, no, Dad, like she's got a very unique fashion statement, and he was like thinking that my grandma was just gonna judge you because she's old fashioned. I was like, no, that's not it. I was like, her style is very unique, and my grandma's gonna be like, you don't dress like that, Mariah. I'm like, nah, it's just Kinsey. She got Leo rising. <laughs> she likes like it's jewels. Like you were dressing up. Um, what did you wear at Lightbox? And she was like, like looking at it. Um, it was like every cute. single one of my outfits. My first outfit was that orange vest with the. White undershirt and then the um, striped pants. And by striped, I don't mean like black like and white chunky stripes. I mean yeah. like like the gray pants with really thin um, great pattern. It's more like down. a texture than a mm-hmm. pattern. No, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's just lines, just cut out lines that gotcha. make squares. Um, but they're very small, very small. And so I think what she was looking at was my vest because mm-hmm. my vest like kind of goes a little bit above my belly button and it really suctions your like you know upper chest in, and then you have like a you know, a loose flowing blouse underneath, so you look kind of like a pirate with like layers. Yeah, in my opinion. And she was like, "What the fuck is that?" She didn't really like that outfit that day. But the next day, when I wore the orange pants with mm-hmm. the white blouse and the orange pants had like a really good cool butterfly cut, stuff on, my butterfly earrings and everything. She's like, "Damn, bitch, that looks nice." She didn't say that though. She just looked at me with envy. I also told my dad that you like to be simulated a lot, and he was like, "She can go watch Family Feud with Grandma." 
Imagine I come home and Kitty's just in my living room with my grandmother. So I, I can't be alone. And they're like, name five things that your husband doesn't want to find in the house. And Kitty's like, oh, 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 I know the answer, Steve Harvey. She probably will. Kitty will be upstairs. Like, on, she just want to get out of the fucking basement. You know, get some sunshine. She'll be sitting on the couch with her iPad, drawing anime girls with some titties out. Your grandma's in her chair across the room, can't see what she's drawing. Just like, this is nice. I got company. My grandma just sits here and watches, like, pimple popping videos on her phone and then watches the news. I pimple popping videos. She don't do much. You could just sit there and draw. She wouldn't even, she'd just be like, how's it going today, Kenzie? You'd be like, good, Miss. She'd be like, okay. Okay. And then she'd say something random like, those cars that keep driving up the street, I don't even know who they are. I used to know everyone that lived on the street. I'll be like, why don't we go out and go looking for him? I just don't respond to her. Because she says it a lot. I live with her. It's okay. Watch this <laughs> and be like, my you little friend talk to me more than you do. Probably. It's fine. <clears throat> well, bring us in, Kinsey. Um, what do you mean? I'm not the one sharing. Do you want me to That's ask? That's not how it works. Yeah, it's, not it's, working it's right here. All right, uh, it's right here. Can you, uh... You're listening to Post-Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. Hi, my name's Kinsey, and my fun fact for this week is that I have six canker sores from stress. My name's Kaylee. <laughs> my fun fact this week is my favorite flavor sour straw is only seasonal ones, like Christmas. Kaylee stole my fun fact because we also bought sour straws so I I just came up with it on the spot. This whatever says- whatever Kinsey gives her fun fact, I wasn't the last one. <laughs> you didn't think the Kanye West thing was like, random? It's about what I'm thinking no, about. No, focusing on. You just don't expect it. And it's always like, okay. Um, <laughs> my name's Mariah, and my fun fact is that uh, I now, yeah, I'm munching on sour shells right now. Um, I now have four Peter Pan pop figures. Peter Pan pop. Thanks, Kinsey. Can I have one of them straws? I almost bought yours in here. But I was like, she says she ain't want it. Dang. Y'all about to have like a watery sound to your mouths with like all the salivating from the sour Bro, candy. I know they're not that sour, but every time I bite through, I'm like, ooh. Those, the strawberry ain't even that sour. Oh, I used to give me warheads when I was a kid. And he used to always give me the sourest one, not tell me. And you'd literally be like, <laughs> I can never finish one of those. I put it in my I, mouth, I spit out. This is like the only fruity chewy candy I like. I don't really like fruity chewy candy. Yeah. <laughs> you good over there? I'm good. What, what do you bite? When we bite these, it's like we're like just hit a, like, a blunt. We're just like, we're good over here. Yeah, that's why I like the seasonal ones because they have like, like citrusy, like uh, my mouth is watering, like the blue uh, lemonade, like some crazy. Last like, winter, I liked colors. I liked the winter ones last year. This year, didn't like them. They're the same. I swear to God, they weren't the same. Now, are you talking about the little Christmas tree ones that are red and green? No, I'm talking about these ones. Last remember last winter we ate these all the time. We had COVID. We, had, we ate these in bitches. The year of 2020, they had the cucumber one. They yeah. had the watermelon, uh, or it was like the something melon. They had the uh, lemon, and then they had the grape pineapple. That's what I'm talking about. And those about. are the same ones from 2020. No, like, this year they had like a lime and lemon one. It was, I swear to God, they did not taste the same. I didn't like them this year. It's cucumber lime still growing. They must have gave, they, we must have had fresh ones two years ago and like reused ones last year because they weren't the same. Damn. I, I don't like it. Whoever's listening loves it. ASMR. ASMR. I'm trying to chew with my mouth closed, and Kizzy's mic ain't close enough, but maybe you just hear her going. Or why you don't eat on a podcast? Oh my god, ask me what I'm introducing this week. Yeah, we were just chit-chatting, bro. Caitlin, what you waking us watch this week? What are you like, s- suffering? We're suffering. What are you pushing upon us? Your Jehovah Witness Come style on, force. This is this is actually, well, I did have a Jehovah Witness in for you, <laughs> yeah. but this is actually a really nice week. This isn't, you know, no yeah. rescuers down under. This is a good... Some Fuck good you. quality Fuck content. <laughs> Kaylin, what are we watching this week? We we watched The Promised Neverland this week. Specifically season one. That's the only season out. Yeah, season two. No season two. Uh, season two. Literally first season, one season watch, guys, and then read the manga. <laughs> Whatever. It's 2023. We still don't know when they're going to come but, out. Yeah, season when two. are they going to animate season two, mm-hmm. bro? I need to know what happens. I guess I'm going to have to read the manga. So, before the podcast even started, um, Promise Everland was one of the very few that I introduced to Mariah. Before this friendship yeah, started. Before the friendship even started. Uh, I believe Kinsey had watched it before me because we had a yep. uh, mutual co-worker that had recommended it to us both. 
And then um, I think we watched it all in like one sitting. Like it was so good. I started without you though, didn't I? Yeah, you did, but you yeah. showed it to me. I finished the entire thing without you, and then I showed you. Yeah, we watched it all in one Because I said, Kaylin, I watched this all in one day. Yeah, so did Mariah, and so did I. And I would say one of Colin's red flags is we've been watching Promise Neverland probably for over a year, and I'm just like, he was watching this way too slow. I'm like, <laughs> oh you're not God. even getting everything. And he's like, He I was swear. willing to pause the show? I couldn't pause after it. I know. I'm so, like, I was on the edge of my seat at this part. And he's like, me too. And then he like, gets up to go play like farming simulator. His brain worked different. Because like, even Attack on Titan, he was like, I'll take a break. I was like, I can't. What? Listen, when you made that list of animations that I should watch. Sorry, I just had to lick the uh... dust. Yeah, anyway, that was embarrassing. I couldn't embarrassed about that. <laughs> we watched you. When you told me to watch it for the first time, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get there. And then, like, you just reminded me all the time, like, yeah, you didn't get my list. So I finally sat down and I watched it one night at, like, midnight. I was like, I'll click the first episode. Next thing you know, it was, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, I need Girl. to go to bed. I can't finish this right now. And I still had, like, two, maybe three episodes left. I put three things on your list. I put The Promise Neverland. Mm-hmm. I put Beastars, which that was, like, the one thing on the list that, like, you attempted and didn't finish or really care for. And I put Over the Garden Wall. And you picked the Promise Neverland. I never knew why you picked that one first until like today. Like you have four Peter Pan pops and you love Peter Pan. Because you like Neverland. Band. You just heard the word Neverland. And you're like, mm-hmm. 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 yep. See, that makes more sense why she chose that one. Like, so where's Peter? <laughs> <laughs> Where well, I didn't. Going? To be fair, I didn't watch Over the Garden Wall because Caitlin insisted that I only watched it during the fall. Which the first time I watched Over the Garden Wall was not in the fall; it was in the summer because I just wanted something to watch. It was so good too, but. I watched Promise Neverland and I I didn't catch up or I didn't finish it. I came over here the next day and I was like, oh, by the way, guys, like all casual. I was like, I'm on episode like 10. We're like, we're going to watch the last two of these. Yeah. And you were like, right now, sit down. And Kinsey was like on the edge of her seat waiting for me to watch Bean this ending. broke into the fridge that night. He was sleeping on was the egg card. Was that that night? Hey, check that thing. I, I hit the cord. You're good. Okay. Um, I want to say it was that night. I remember Kinsey yelling at me over dishes that night too. Oh, that's not every night. I don't Because that was like probably like the second or third time I came over then. I remember it was like one of the first times where I came over and I'm like, are you kidding me? She's a guest. Yeah, like, I swear to God, like the first, like the first time that I was like actually comfortable, like I didn't just come and like sit properly on the day bed. Like I was like actually chilling, hanging out with you guys. And I was just like, what just happened? And like, y'all were going in at it. And I was just like, I don't because know. Because I have to. Kaylin, <laughs> I have to say something. And I was just sitting here like, uh, mom and dad are fighting again. <laughs> It's okay. So we finished it, and also I... spoiler alert for the first season to the <clears throat> yeah. Before we land. dive in, spoiler alert. I just remember being so like dumbfounded at like the ending and how, how everything was happening. Like mostly the race stuff, but I was just like, why don't they just do this? Why don't they just do that? And Kinsey was like, Did you look it up? You looked it up. And I was like, I just said it. I just said it. I didn't know. Yeah, Mariah's like notorious for really being able to guess endings. I'm ta- ta- talking like she got no hints from us. <laughs> No hints in the ga- show or the game. Like, I was surprised when I watched it. I was like, wow, you know, you would think maybe you could zip line across the edge, but like, I guess I never considered it considering they, like, didn't they don't have any. Zip line. Yeah. I was like, they don't have a zip line. They don't have any materials. So they had to, like, they'd have to figure I was it like, out. Like, mom took all their rope. My mm-hmm. friends actually, like, even like, other than you guys, like, my other friends hate it. Look, like, I used to see movies at Shine all the time and I'd guess the ending and she'd be fucking pissed. So, like, can you just enjoy it? I'm like, I am enjoying it. I just made oh, it yeah, an I'm assumption. Pissed. I don't like it. It's not like I do it on purpose. I'm just like, oh, I bet you this could happen. What assumption did Colin have? I think it's just because I've watched a lot. Of, like, I've just consumed so much media that I can just, like... Because I'm so well-rounded. Didn't say that. Didn't say that. Well, I think you're just good at guessing. I think you're a logical person. I think you ask, what would you do in that situation? That's uh, why. Because I was like, well, yeah, I guess I thought about maybe would you zip line, but I didn't... I didn't kind of threw that idea away of, like, what can you do about it? And Ryan's like, well, no, this makes complete sense. There's so shit to get, like... <laughs> What were you saying about Colin? I was trying to remember. He was guessing like one of the JoJo characters' powers because it was a secret. It's like the whole thing. You don't know what his powers are. You haven't seen this. Yeah, season, don't so spoil it. And it was super funny. And I was sitting here trying to remember it, but can't remember it. So I just dropped it. Can we? I want to bring up something uh, since we're talking about the show. When I first watched the first episode, and you get to see that little kid. I don't remember her name. Connie. 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 She dies in the first episode. Um, 
They when, only talk about her like the rest. Yeah, she's she like only such, the inspiration for the rest. Shut up. Of the show. She was such a cute little kid, you know, very innocent, kind of dumb. Um, can't help that, you know. But she's just a character you're not gonna hate. You actually are like, oh, like a little, little sister, dumbass, a little dumbass. And I was just like, I'm so happy for you to find a family. Like, I was like, makes sense. You're young, and people don't adopt older kids. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's you're really like a happy-go-lucky show. You're like, this yeah. is so genuine. And I was like, this is so great. I hope Too she finds a good happy. family. And then they straight up fucking kill her when she gets to the fucking little little uh, cart, little mm-hmm. horse cart thingy. And I was just I remember feeling so appalled no because was I was like, whatever, shut the fuck up. It was a cart-looking thing, Kaylin. Damn. Um. Th- th- what I'm saying is that like she was just a cute little girl, little kid, just wants to be happy. This woman watched her, you know, grow yeah. older by several years. Mm-hmm. And she just mercilessly did not give a shit about killing Connie or having Connie be killed, you know. Yeah. And I was just so shocked when I saw Connie dead as fuck with that weird ass flower in her. Aww, and the dead. Yeah, you know, Mariah and I were talking about the title of it the other day, and it's called The Promised Neverland, and it's just like promised place, like oh you'll have a family and shit, and you never get it. Like, yeah, it's not a real place. Yeah. They're like they're stuck in their youth. I mean, in theory, like I'm pretty sure. Stay young. I would completely see that. I completely see that. Um, I watched it in English, and you guys watched it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't. Pre- I just like play in English. Yeah, I thought it was funny because we were t- like, <clears throat> talking about how you didn't like. I don't think you liked even Ray's voice. I, I'm not gonna lie. Ray's- I think the I think I only liked Emma's really. Ray's voice English. was so good in English. I don't remember like what his voice kid. was. In but yeah, he kind of did. In, in Japanese, he sounded like he's like, "Yo, what up?" Like he sounded like a kid. And in English, they made he was like, him have this like raspy, so like yeah, grown voice. But it just fit like like what you would expect from him. To be honest, yeah, I'm. I, but my thing is, like, out of the two, I guess that I just, you know, maybe that kind of voice is just overdone. And sometimes it's appropriate for an edgy character. It's like, yeah, that guy definitely would have a raspy, edgy voice. But, like, he's just a kid. So having, but like, he a was monotone. Edgy. He, I, I think that. Obviously, they were children. Kids. I think, yes, they were children. But I think when you, like, watch it. Yo, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up his. <laughs> but, like, I think the thing is, is, like, they were so smart. And Ray was, like, so much smarter. I think even though he was, what, 13? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, a quote-unquote older soul because he knew so much. Actually, Norman knew more than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, in the sense of, like, Ray knew, like, all the stuff with his mom and stuff. Only because he was able to yeah. remember things from being in the So his, I'm saying I think that he had more knowledge of, like, the outside world, which probably, like, was, like... He has this, like, really overpowered ability to remember shit ever since yeah. he was a fetus, which was, like... Yeah, so what I'm saying but is I think that obviously on, Norman was smarter, but I think that Okay, Japanese. Not this bitch. Yeah, he does. Okay, I heard a little bit of what he said. He does sound like a raspy emo, and when you yeah. said that, I was like, wow, is it like a nice voice actor? I was like, no, it's... No, it just is like raspy. Um... It's not moving out of the mat. I just want to see it move. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's recording. It's just not moving because I like, went back and I don't know how to set it back. Um, but like obviously Norman was smarter than Ray, but I think that Ray just had this weird like knowledge of stuff that he shouldn't have known at 13. So I think that he like was an older soul in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he just had access to a certain knowledge based off of his like physical um, yeah. uh, upper hand ability of knowing stuff while being in the... He just, and he does talk about how he figured it out with the fragments of information he was getting yeah. from those memories. You know, like, he didn't say that he knew that stuff as a fetus or even as a baby. He said he he has memories from those times, so he put two pieces together. together. Yeah. yeah. Man, I wish that this podcast existed back when I watched The Promise of Neverland for the very first time, before I even knew season two existed. Like, the first time I watched it from beginning to end, I was so freaking hype, and it was like... And it still is one of my favorite animes. Um, my point of view about it now, like, understanding... Because back then I was like, what's outside this wall? And I was so excited. It was, like, a perfect mystery where, like, even the whole first season, they gave you bits of information and you only wanted to learn more and, like, 
learn how these kids are going to escape. And then at the end of the season, like, they get out, but you're just like, what are they going to face next? And so now it's like, you know, I have a different feeling about it, a different mood. It didn't, like, ruin it for me because I still can show someone the promise Neverland, like, share it with them mm-hmm. and watch them go through all those feelings and emotions, too. But I really wish, like, maybe maybe I'll have to hear how Mariah likes the manga and stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read the manga. Day. I mean, I've still heard that it's, like, one of the best manga to read. Yeah, but it, the season one <laughs> is such a strong, like, the the hook episode, the finale, like, it's such a strong season of anime, like, that I love shows. Yeah, it's got so many twists. I mean, you think you start from the beginning where you're just, like, understanding the concept. They're, like, taking the test. The smart kids, you know, they age out versus the dumb kids that just get taken. And then all of a sudden, like, you find out this truth and you're like, fuck. And then they're just, like, casually playing tag and you're like, okay, they're gonna escape, right? Common sense. They now know the truth, let's escape. And then they introduce the, uh, the other sister. Sister Krona. Yeah. Caitlin, share your opinion of Sister Chrono. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite opinions. Um, I was watching because I was looking her up. I I did not like her character design at all, and I was looking up like other people's opinions about it. And this one black girl is like, they really dropped the ball on her design because in you know Japan, there's not a lot of black people there, so they're going off of like a caricatures and just completely dropped the ball. But then she also went on to say that like. The writing of her purpose in the story, your her backstory, like the whole character written. They're like, I like her character. But mm-hmm. You guys ruined it with the design. So that's mm-hmm. how I feel about it because when you get to know Sister Krona, like you start to feel sympathy for her. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, we talked about the mother and how like she sits here and she watches these children grow up and raises them, and her justification for it is one she wanted to live. Two, she's like, as long as, like, these kids are going to die anyways. I know it's outside these walls. I know these kids will never have a chance at living. So at least my goal is to give these kids the happiest six to 12 years of life as I can. And that's my job as a mom. And then I feel like Sister Chrome is a little bit more human than the mom is. Like, when you really get to, at first you think she's crazy. Like, yeah. the way that they introduce her. <laughs> but then when you learn more about her, like, she's even more human than the mom she's got the little doll she's like i want a child of my own yeah Mm -hmm. and she too she was willing to help the kids she's like as long as it's a win-win for me because like i'll help yeah if you can help i wonder the truth of that like how far would she have really helped at the end of the day maybe she didn't believe that they could actually oh yeah so she's like i'll give you information you know because i'm trying to take down the same guy that you guys are trying to take down so maybe she also just thought like you Maybe at one kids, point she would have, it. like, limited the information. Like, she was, like, giving enough, but not all of this Or maybe she would have thrown them under the bus to get yeah. more of, like, Like, caught a, them in the act. Like, yeah, here's how you escape. And then she would have been, like, caught ya. like, you're a great mother. You can be a mother now. Yeah. House, you know? I think that was more <clears throat> of it. I don't think she actually... At the end, I think she was rooting for them when they were literally killing mm-hmm. her and she was trying to run away and stuff. She was like, you guys, you better live. I gave you that information. I feel like she gave them the oh, information. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. she gave them the information initially because she didn't believe they could do it. Mm-hmm. And it could benefit her if they got caught. And she Yeah, that's why she was to talking help. to the other bitch that like wasn't even in the group. But exactly. She was like, but at the end, when she realized that they still don't care about her, they're not going to give her that position. They were just going to kill her anyway. She was like, well, since you all know, I hope you get out of there. Yeah. And I think that was pretty human of her, you know? I mean, if you were living in that kind of you're basically Society. choosing you're to survive. To yeah, yeah, you're trying to live. Also, the moms <clears throat> literally have an implant in their heart that will kill them. Like they, they don't get a chance to to escape. So they have to play into the system. And she just was trying to get by like everybody else. And when she still was killed anyway, she's just like, you know, like I hope you guys have a chance because I didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They really, that was something that was really sad to me is that they implanted that stuff in the mom. They would get killed. When they first said that, I didn't believe it. I was like, bullshit. I'm called bullshit. Step outside that fence. <laughs> but, you know, one thing Sister Chrome did give us is whenever I need to send you guys a meme of me chasing Stop it. Chowder, Stop chasing it. him out of the office, I just send you guys that gift. I hate that shit so bad. <laughs> I did. Sorry. We're not going to have that argument. No, we've already podcast. had That's it. a whole episode. I know. My graphic design professor would be like, Jif is peanut butter. Jif just <laughs> sounds gross. Like, say Jif. I think I used to say both alternatively, but it just whatever comes out of my mouth. Like I don't, I don't really. Everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say it. That's something uh, in my brain. I'm yeah, like, like, like an yeah. ick. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, if I pick up like the next mini arc, it would be the uh, part where Norman has that whole plan. Let me tell you, mind oh my blown. God. 
I really didn't believe. You know what I'm talking about? The plan where he like set up. He was like, I hit something, and if Connie tells, then we know it's Connie. And if I hit it over here, I told the other that bitch. That was Ray. did that. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, you brought up Connie. She did. Uh, Don and Gilda. Don and Gilda. Yeah, that arc. She was like, mm-hmm. I told Donna, I put the rope in the roof. And I told, what the fuck's his name? Okay, Don, Don and Gilda. And Gilda. I Don told is Gilda. Boy, not Donna. I told Gilda that I put it in the bathroom. So we'll figure out who took the rope in the morning. And in that plot twist that was actually Ray, I was like, wait a second. I thought he was a good guy. <laughs> That's when Ava said that to Ray. Guy. Yeah. I could see Ray was, yeah. I can see Mariah up. up late, you know, already watching. She's like, after this episode, I'll go to bed. And then she finds that out. Her favorite character yeah. is actually the the spy. I was, like, she kept watching. I was like, hold on. So he's actually working for mother? <laughs> but then he was like, guys, don't worry. I'm actually a double double. I didn't believe agent. him at that point. I work I, against He lost my trust. Oh, yeah. He lost my trust. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm working against the system. The fact that, like, he's still going to get killed. And, you know, I do believe that he loves Norman and Ray. Like, the chemistry was real. Yeah. Or no, not Norma and Norman and Emma. He really loved them. I could see that they he really cared about them. And he was like, "Yeah, but we're not saving the rest of everybody." And that was where the conflict ro- rose. Yeah, I, I believed, just, him, I after believed him after that. But at the time, I was like, "I will never trust him again." Mm-hmm. I was he, like, "Y'all want to leave Phil?" <laughs> yeah, this, can we? The sad compromise that they had to make, leaving like the baby babies because they can't take care yeah. of those baby babies. I mean, think how realistic. Like when Emma was like, "I'm not leaving this. All the kids are saved." I'm like, do you re- like? I'm not trying to be an athlete. Like, do you really think you can do? That? You have a newborn Imagine upstairs. Imagine trying to save Chance. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd, I'd punt his ass. I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine trying to run outside the walls with monsters and, he, and demons. And he speaks a lot and repeats the same thing until you acknowledge it. He'd be like, duck, 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 duck. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. We're going to get killed. killed. Yeah, but he won't stop until you acknowledge that he said duck. Yeah, but I think it was really smart of them to be like, yeah. listen, give us two years. We'll come back for you. And, you know, Phil, just you're the only one that gets to know. I mean, which you they have you, first of all, you have to because one, like they're all kids, they're babies. Two, they're not as intelligent as Phil. And three, if you tell these kids like they will come back in two years, by then at least twenty four of you will die. Who thought that's that even, panic? Yeah, who thought that even for a second that Phil could have been the spy? You thought no. for a second? I was like, there was like he, he might be too sweet. Phil just like was so nice, and you were probably like. Yeah, I was like, are the writers giving me this adorable, cute little boy just to like plot twist and then he'd be back? like, Emma, I'm hungry. What's and you're like, killer. Is that although she's, they said that they'd come back to get Phil, you also have to take into consideration they did successfully leave. Mm-hmm. So, what other, you know, stipulations? No, what other stipulations were they going to put uh, to make it even harder yeah. for them to leave? Like, yeah. essentially, so many Phil factors. could still die. You like, know? realistically, you're right. Like, they could change the whole wall system. They could add like fucking barbed wire. Yeah. Also, uh, they don't know what they were seeing when they left the walls. Breach. They don't know. They could have died immediately after leaving the walls. So like they were putting a like a lot of hope in Phil when they don't really know how things could change. Yeah. yeah like, what's up, little motherfucker? There's so we trust much, you. Like there, there's so much that could still happen. Like, um, what was I gonna say? Cut all the silence out, my. It's fine. Whatever, keep going. I'll remember. That's all I was mentioning. Yeah. Is that I don't think. I think that would have been really hard to be Phil, knowing that like things could change. Yeah, I mean, they could change the whole left. structure and not even just that home, but all the homes. They could be like, oh, oh that many kids managed to escape. We need to change the way we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, not only does everything like change, like they're upping security because their top like producing farm mm-hmm. had a major break. Like that was extreme. Like that was the top producing farm. Their best meat, basically, mm-hmm. all ran away besides Norman. Uh, if I was the bad guys, then, I would have killed everyone in that farm. I'd be like, yeah. you guys are all dying. But they thought Norman Probably. was so smart that they kept them all out. Yeah. yeah. So then, so then they you killed know, Norman. Obviously, guard will be out. <laughs> Shut up. That's that's one thing though. This is what I, this is what I had to remember. They still had to figure out how to survive and how the world works mm. and how they can even get back in. You know, it's like there's so much that goes on. It does make me wonder what will happen but like with the ex- the real existence of season two i just i don't want to believe it's that version like the way that you guys wrote it so well, well i told you that they they i told myself they animated like i heard 40 chapters into two or three episodes because they like skipped over so much stuff yeah i did like that little bunker they had found that was i heard that was supposed to be a whole fucking arc in itself yeah, yeah. They they literally introduce it and then they like kill yeah. it off in one. Yeah, obviously spoiler for season two, like the real one that does exist. Um, <laughs> like Norman's return, like I called that. Like when we watched it, it I was like, I off. didn't see the body. 
they're not dead. And Kinsey's yep. like, Ryan, oh. Norman's dead. And I was like, is he, oh, though? I knew the answer. I was just trying to Oh, you were being nasty. Yeah, that was I, When I was a kid, I watched Teen Wolf with Cheyenne, and every time they'd kill someone off, they brought him back, and I had this motto in any show movie. I'm like, if I don't see the body, they're not dead. Because yeah, prove it. Even if they their intentions are to really kill someone back, and then they magically want to bring them back later, it's like, that's how they get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Highly insinuated. Yeah. I mean, which they did a good job with Norman. They they killed him off, like, in season one. They did such a good job with that goodbye. I was crying. I was upset. How dare they? I like, cried during that scene anytime. And, and when I even had the thought that, like, Norman could still be out there, I. And this is just the writer's arc mm-hmm. and what I wanted to see. I wanted them to almost earn Norman back and work their way up. I wanted it to be a reward in the story. I didn't want to wait forever, but, like, I didn't want, like, the way that he showed up. Like, it was casual. Like, they weren't living in a dangerous world. Norman was just like, hey, guys, how's it going? Miss ya. And you're like, nah. what the fuck? Broad daylight. Like, I kind of wanted um, <clears throat> our guys to, like, become badasses in this world, little demon slayers. Like, maybe maybe preteens, like, because it took that long. And then they find Norman, and he's actually been working on the inside and, like, yeah. you know, doing a lot of shit on the inside, getting some, sh- some shit done. They break him out, and they're, like, saving this world, whatever. Like When I get around to reading the manga, I'll have to let you know. Because, like, that's, like, honestly, that was, like, the part I was looking forward to the most. So I'm mad that they ruined it in the animation. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts on the manga. God, we're talking about Promise Neverland season one. Now we're just talking about season two a little bit. But I was going to say, uh, for the concept of the demons, I really liked the first demons that they meet, like, the humanoid one. I think I watched the episode with you guys. Yeah, I did like his character. Even though at the end he still wanted to kill him. Because he was like, that man's hot. Oh, yeah. Him, I was like, oh, fuck no. Wasn't it, um, wasn't it like he's like, I have to do it like in nature? He's like, I can't just... Well, yeah, he's he was like, I have to hunting. hunt them. Like, well, which is not, wild. not just respected hunting. He thought it was immoral to trap these children and raise them to be eaten like cattle. He disagreed with that. He's like, humans that's what should I have the said. same chance to kill us. We all exist in this world together. That's what I said, though. He yeah. likes to hunt them. He believed in like to... the, the natural selection, basically. Mm-hmm. I The thing is, though, is he is a demon in this world. I can respect that more than the other demons. Yeah, but I still don't like him because he lied to them. The point is, at the end of the day, even if he's going to hunt them legitimately, he didn't let them know legitimately that I'm still your enemy. He, he was just like, here's your like, food, let's say our prayer, let's eat. You guys are so lovely, here's a nice bed. And in a sense, that's a way of lying to them, like, you know, mm-hmm. raising them to believe something else. Like, Yeah, because the only difference between him and a groomer is, like, he let them go at the end of the day versues like, just continue to take care of them. Yeah, because, like, you know, he'll be back. Yeah, he, he said, said that. He said he wants them to, like, you know, learn the land so that it'll be, like... He's like, yeah, go precious. experience humanity, but, like, I'll find you when your brain and your knowledge is better because you'll... Just think about how much they have such limited knowledge now. Like for them to be like, you guys are so smart just by the shit we're teaching you. Think about how much their knowledge is going to expand just from like being in the real world on their own independence. Yeah, he's like, I can taste it. He's like, mm, I can taste that brain already. <laughs> Gosh. But no, I definitely think like I I have rewatched like half the episodes. I think when like Carrie came over to watch it, and like it's something that it's like an easy rewatch. Mm-hmm. Kieran said, "I like it better in Japanese." Yep. I feel like it in better better in Japanese. I feel like their voice actors are there's so much emotion. I will admit that that is a lot. Th- that is good. Mm-hmm. There's like no weird pauses or anything. Like I don't know how they do it. You will always hear my criticism with uh, dub over sub or sub over dub. My enjoyability while watching it because I have plenty of English shows I still like. I'm sorry that a majority of them like I are sub. They're just good. No, that's valid. I mean, I think that any normal normal person should watch it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I just happened to hit but play and I was like, we're watching this. their heart and soul, like yeah. Naruto, Fullmetal Alchemist, and the So, Asher, Naruto, like, I can say that I like both the English and the Japanese mm-hmm. just as much. I can't really pick one. I think mm-hmm. voice actors are perfect for who they casted, each each character, both sides. Yeah. It just it, it's only because obviously like the contents changes a lot in sentences. I mean, even like skate. I watched it in 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 that sub, an and then I watched it in English. I heard how funny it was, and I was like, it, "This show is just funnier in English. Just watch it in English. That's it's not the, meant to be a serious show." I think it's like whenever whichever one Japanese voice actors, English voice actors, when they have fun with it or put mm-hmm. their heart into it, I'm having fun and I'm like paying attention to the show. But like if it's if it's half ass and it's not good, like I don't, I don't really. And want who's gonna miss TikTok? out on bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes? Because that doesn't it. exist. You know that anime reference? She goes, "Uh, jump, bitch!" And the bunny jumps in her arms. Yeah. She's like, "Thank you." And That's she ghost wants stories. To- what? So ghost stories is an anime that flopped in Japan. It didn't do good at all. So when they sent it over to uh 
America, they're like, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It did so bad that we're not even trying to like be successful in it, with it anymore. Do whatever you want. And they basically just memed it. They they would come up with their own story, their own dialogue, and um, yeah, there's a lot of memes from that show. Yeah, I mean, I think I could watch the Promise Neverland in either. Obviously, I've done it. I think I just like started in English. I was like, that's like what my brain is like comfortable with because that's what I start. I, you know, it's like the first time experiencing it. You're like, yeah, that's what I'm used to. Yeah, I mean, you were low key like like you had watched anime in your youth, like in the and stuff, which was still English. And even for me, it took a second to get into sub because it i mean i watched it with my brother and sub i was just like i think because it was midnight and i just wanted to watch something i think just like for the concept of like you have to get used to reading and watching all this action at the same time like for me at first i was like whoa uh, yeah i'm just lazy i've only ever heard ever heard english anime or cartoons but you find a really good one you get hooked you're like i'm not going i'm just lazy and i want to be able to do something while i watch tv a lot but then i I can't do but then you show me like something that's actually good content well i think i just like i want to pick up my phone when i want to pick up my phone or like, I want to look away for a second. No, my I get brain, autistic. My I brain enjoy don't every let me. frame yep. of animation. The ADHD don't let me focus on one thing for too long. But then you show me like good voice actors, like you said. I'm hooked. Like you showed me Levi for the first time, and I was like, I don't know who that man is. That was like when I was having my crochet <laughs> month. Not one time did I pick up any anime. I was always watching normie shows. I was having a boring time actually with what I was watching because I refused to watch anything I wanted to watch. I was like. I want to sit down and watch that. I don't. Want to, yeah. I don't want to be doing something else or looking. You got to put on the the funny reality arm. shows whenever you do something productive like that. Yeah, but um, let's see. What else is there to talk about? I guess the next arc would be the finale to talk about. Like, well, uh, oh, we brought up Norman. Yeah, so not even. Yeah, so Norman dies. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Norman. Uh, <laughs> and then we get into Ray's whole breakdown. Like, he's like, when I was in the womb, I remember. <laughs> I remember when that part was completely I stupid. I don't like that <laughs> he can remember that far back. I I will like we will, we will listen to anime out of context. He was like great anime, but this one moment, and I was like, yeah, it's like not questionable, but it does kind of like it's it's a what it's I think fantasy. is crazy is that he knows the mother is his real mother, and when we find that out, we think about how she treats him. It's just like that was your kid. Are you telling me you had absolutely no feelings mm-hmm. towards your kid when you birthed them? I will admit that was the biggest shock, I think, finding out and that was his real Maybe mom. I haven't had a kid yet, so that's why I don't know how that shit works, but I would just imagine if you did carry something in your uterus. But she had to do that, but like in the life she was living, she could not form mm-hmm. attachments to him because he was going to die either way. The same yeah. way her mom probably died. Well, I mean, well, like even if you're not going to form attachments to them, you still care about them. Though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Even if you're knowing that you have to give it up, there's like women out there that are you know, they're, what are they called? Surrogates. Surrogates. Oh, and they, they still care about attached. them. They still have to give them away, but they still care about them. And I'm like, I feel like she showed, like, literally no love towards him. She was all. like, you know what I can offer you? 14 years, max. I agree. That part is unrealistic. <laughs> and I think that, you know, my explanation for for the writing of the story is that, like, we were watching it from, like, our point of view, like, looking in. And, like, both Sister Krona mother like they're raised in this world where they're like you can't yeah, change I would argue their you can't escape like everybody will die you're getting the privilege privilege to live by working for us so mm-hmm. all you can do is go give these kids the happiest life and it must have done something I, to I her brain psychology about with like the surrogates you're right like they are attached like that's why people make contracts and pay money for surrogates but i'm sure that like the society that they live in like this fantasy world like it's possible their brains just aren't wired the same as ours. Like the I bitch mean, maybe she's, they're so traumatized tra- that exactly. like, I'm doing this just to survive and I'm actually really, really pissed that I even have to be here. Yeah, and they probably don't have time to like develop emotions like that. I they're like, we only have that. we only have one outlet, one input, like that's it. They don't have like the sympathy part of the empathy. I was I was saying, like this is my theory, I was just wrapping it up. Um, is I think being raised in that world and then going through that whole boot camp s- system, mm-hmm. not only is it like indoctrinated and people are going to react differently sister Krona reacted differently than that mother did and i'm sure a lot of women react differently to being put through that i think for this character it's psychologically messed up her brain yeah that connection she could have had with ray i think it's fucked it up where she's just like you're just one of my children her fighter you're all gonna die she's like this is my only option to stay alive Mm -hmm. yeah it's still very selfish especially outside looking in but she's just kind of like this is the system this is how it's rigged Mm -hmm. like Play the game. And she like, didn't question it. Like, when they offered Emma to be a mother, she's like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, she immediately was like, I don't want that. And I think, I'm sure, like, the mother probably thought of it, but she was not, like, as outlandish as Emma was about it. 
Mm-hmm. Because you're right, she doesn't have a choice. If I looked at you at the age of 14, Kaylin, and said you're going to die or birth a child right now, and then you're going to have to let that child die, you probably would have been like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you literally have to pick one, and I'm sure a lot of scared children would pick the one, and then once you go mm-hmm. get it, like, like I said, indoctrinated, you will start to just not believe in the system or care for Realize the system, there's no hope like, for well, the system. Well, you guys also have to remember, it. too, that every single one of these people before Emma never knew about the reality of the world until they're 14. Until they have right. no choice to yeah, escape. The, the only reason Emma and Norman got to know was because Ray has a special yes. ability to have memories from when, before he was, you know, cognitively so aware. So they only know point A, point B. They don't know all yes. the other possibilities. Yeah. I think maybe mm-hmm. if those... Maybe if the mother would have known when she was like 10 and found out the real truth, she would have had three, four years to plan her escape. But she didn't. She did know? try to escape, though. But then she was like, I can't yeah, get over these friends. Just kidding. She still couldn't do it, though. She tried to yeah, plan it. It wasn't a real was, plan. Was, she went on, t- on top of the wall and saw that big ass ravine. She's like, well. Big ass drop. And was like, I tried to escape. There's no way yeah. to escape. So she didn't have enough yeah. time, is what I'm saying. If she would have had enough time, like they did, to at least brainstorm ideas to get across. Maybe she could have escaped, but she didn't. I also uh-huh. think that, like, our main characters are smarter because, like, she saw that. She, like, she had to have been smart enough yeah. to be accepted as a mom, and she was a successful mom. But at the end of the day, she was just like, you can't change it. And these, these kids were like, hell yeah, we will. I don't know. I don't, but listen, she was given a time frame. Think mm-hmm. about it. You just found out what's real. You tried to run away. It's not like she had two more days or three more days. I don't, to think, I don't think the mother found out, quote, unquote, what was real. I think she just was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm escaping. Or, like, Emma, like you said, had no, legit information. because she asked her to be a mom. She said, "You." Oh yeah, no. So I'm saying Emma had like legit information about the world, though. So when they came to the escape, I think, I think the, the mother did just, too. I, I don't. She was asked to be a mom, or yeah. But I'm saying I don't think she had the knowledge of outside world like Emma did. Like you just said that. Like I don't think like Emma was like, "There's real humans out there. We can live out there." And I think the mom was just like, "I don't want to be a mother. Emma I want to escape." They didn't know what's well, out there. Yeah, they were reading the books, and she was like, "You know, this book talks about other people that don't live in here." Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, they didn't know for sure though. And yeah, the point but I think the mother had survive, even less knowledge. Than I think that. the mother, all she knew was. The time that she was told that yeah. you can be a mother or you can die. Like, she was one of the only people being told the truth. Yeah. And then add on the fact that she had such a small time frame to escape mm-hmm. and only did what she was capable of doing. And I don't, I don't think she... If she would have been given more time, like I'm saying, I think things could have been different. Yeah, I just think that Emma probably had more knowledge of outside world. I think it gave her a little more hope in what Yeah, but I think she also there. just had more time. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's that, even 100%. more, like, valuable. She actually outside was of, able to do something about it. Yeah. Outside of both of those things, too, is... What makes Emma likable because even like with given the option and and her knowledge, she still said no. I even think if she wasn't put in a similar situation where she understood what it meant to be a mother, like you have to have a child, you have to give it up to die, you have to take care of children to die. I think the way Emma is written as this overly kind, caring person that cares about her family, she just still wouldn't have done it. I still don't think like she would pro- rather had death probably. Mm-hmm. How many mothers do you think they have to have that many children? Like mothers just like they have to have another breeding like but keep facility. in mind too she lost the mother lost her friend from a really young age she remember the one she yeah. was really into mm-hmm. you have to look at Emma because I don't she like had a support when, system I think people are innately they have like uh, you know gifts and I don't look at it as talents but more like who they are as people mm-hmm. but you can't look at people as like oh she's you know the kindest you'll ever meet I think she had support systems she had multiple friends yeah she couldn't the she couldn't get down because her friends helped build her back up. Yeah, like, the mother had this one guy friend, and then he got Mick 8, and Mick then eight. she was already <laughs> depressed, she was already alone, it showed oh, her yeah. arc of how alone she felt there, she was probably one of the only older kids, there's so many variables as to why maybe she couldn't have gotten out, and I think, although Emma is a really strong-willed character, I don't think it's fair to say that the I don't think Emma could have done it alone. Yeah, I don't think she could have. If and Ray, I think- after Norman died, Emma had a whole spiral, if Ray would have died as well, Emma would not have been able to get out there alone. 100%. Yep, so you gotta, I feel like you gotta yeah, give the mother re- some sort of, you know, um, points towards mm-hmm. that, that like she did try, even though she was yeah. so alone. Even when Norman and, died, remember, right, Emma I was, was like, say, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, yeah, Emma she was also, like, I just, oh, I'm, there's no point in living. Yeah. All of the planning <laughs> that happened after Norman died on Emma's part was Norman told her what to do. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, without those two and that support system, I could see Emma having to be faced with the same decision and depression, but like I'm saying, like the way it's written, that's my thing. Is you're right, like there's no inherently evil person or super kind person, but I'm saying the way that the writer wrote Emma is that she is a very selfless person. She cares about her siblings, her family, and I don't think that she would have liked a life of 
killing her family over I feel again. like I feel like I'd have to see Emma put in a position where there was no way to get out of it. That's like what just I'm saying. Her. I really don't think you understand the pressure of what life could have been if she didn't have any of those other options. If she was put in a position like the mother, where both of her friends were so dead. Saying, like, I'm at, like, what if no Ray died? What if Ray died with yeah. with Norman that night? Emma and would not have done anything after that. Yeah, mm. I really feel like it was circumstantial. I feel like people don't understand like the privileges that come with their individual lives that can make things easier. And I, I think knowing Emma as a character, if she was put into that situation, mm. I do kind of think that she would choose to die instead of do that to her siblings. Mm-hmm. But unless she would accept it just to try to plot more to save her family. That's but, all her character really is, is plotting to save her family because she loves I know. Them. I just think that she is, there is a high chance of her still doing the same thing the mother would have done if she had less of a support mm-hmm. system. I agree. Just like the mother. And I think, I don't like when people try to idolize characters because there's lots of human feelings that would come with a world like that. And if she had, she you, we saw her fall into depression when she thought Norma was dead. Understandably. I yeah. would too. That was like your closest friend, the person you counted on, the person you even thought was smarter than you, you know? How can you do something if they were incapable of escaping it? Like, I think she's a lot more human than we're giving her credit mm-hmm. for, and I feel like she's not as invincible as we're saying. So. Well, see, so for this is my perspective on it, because when you say, like, I could see her making the same decision as a mother, I think about how a human trait is, you know, you can also be unique in yourself, and you have your own soul, your own thoughts, your own I ideas. Um, and so... Honestly, it's really dependent on what the writer wants at the end of the day. If the That's writer true. wanted to write it one way or the other, you know, taking those factors into consideration. But for me, what makes somebody more human is what they would choose to do in the day. I think what you're insinuating, insinuating is that even if Emma is as optimistic as she could be at saving her family, that, like, she could be as low and depressed and if you catch her in just the right state and was manipulated the right way or had a lack of knowledge about certain things, she could also be swayed too. I think that's a valid point as well, but that's that's how I see it. I see it as yeah, almost I can, more I can human agree with, freedom. I can agree with both those points. I think that it, it would just kind of depend on how the writer wrote it, uh, like what were the circumstances that led up to whatever decision she would have made, because I do think what you're saying is a <clears> unique <throat> trait people can have, like, no, this is my, this is my morals, this is my line. Mm-hmm. I will literally die instead of do what mm-hmm. the fuck you do, you know? Yeah. So I could see Emma doing that. I was just saying, based off of the, what I'd seen her character go through, I was like, eh, if you caught her at the right yeah. time, right, you know, depression, yeah, I, I think she could have potentially done it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, with that said, too, I think that people look at the mom as, like, like they get a very first taste of her. She's, you know, shitty to her own kid. She watches these kids die repeatedly. To be fair, she may not so have been like, emotionally attached to Ray, but she gave Ray everything he asked for from the outside world. She but did. only on the deal of being a spy. But did she give anybody else that option? No. I think it might have been only because, like... She literally uh, said it was only because you were my kid. I think well, she no, said that. Girl, but here's the thing. is She recognized her kid, and he was also humming. Like, he remembered. He's like, oh, hey, Mom. Like, And so she's like, bro, you know? Like, I think that she probably wouldn't have told him, like... Because at the end of the day, they're all her children, even though that's her biological son. And she wants to give them a happy life because she is she feels hopeless. She's yeah. like, there's no hope in this world. And I, I don't think that she would have wanted her son to be subjected to that. But she's like, since you have this godlike ability to remember shit from fetushood, I think that I'll let you in on getting a camera, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so then we fast forward to the end in the moment where... Um... <laughs> Well, the, okay, no, the sweating, the finale. Yeah, I think that Ray just was. I don't even know if it was necessarily that she, that she was aware that he had this this womb knowledge. I think that also just because he was so smart that he was she like appreciated like oh my kid's really smart and he is my kid and I if he is a spy I'll give him a little more than he wanted. I think that I just genuinely think that she was like acknowledging that that was her birth child. Do you think that she thought he would? Remember? Remember? Anyway, uh, when we fast forward, I'm cutting that. When we fast forward <laughs> <laughs> to the end, when Ray had a full fucking meltdown, at least it's how it's perceived as, and fucking catches the building on fire. I was, I think I was with you. This I was panicking. I was like, so they already killed Norman, and now they're killing Ray. Well, Ray's kill killing himself. himself. Yeah, I yep. mean, which is like understandable. I would also kill myself instead of going and eating at 14. But like, you didn't have to do it to me. And I remember being on the edge of my seat because these are the last two episodes that I watched with you guys, and I was just like, 
They and really. It's crazy. She didn't tell Ray nothing that Norman had yeah. told her. Girl, yeah. girl, I was gonna say that's what's the crazy. Funniest so it's like, I wonder if Norman part. already was speaking on Ray, or if Ray just was—he is obviously fucking a genius as well. But I was like, how did this work out? Wait, girl. I remember Norman had said that he wanted—he wanted the mother to truly feel like yeah. they had lost hope, and if he had told Ray anything, it's then possible. I feel like he—he he knew that Emma was better at hiding it, and he mm-hmm. also probably didn't one hundred percent trust Ray either. Yeah, I, I think that one hundred percent Norman didn't one hundred percent trust Ray. The funniest fucking shit was the fact that like. When Emma related to Norman, he uh, or to when Emma related to Ray, she's like, "Yeah, Norman completely predicted that you were going to kill yourself via fire in the kitchen." Like it was so fucking funny. He's like, he called it to a T. Yeah. Then the bitches just show up without their ears, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" That was <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I was is insane. Insane for a fourteen year old to cut their own ear off. Insane. That was fucking gnarly, but in a cool way. I Why did they just like scoop were out? They the cutting thing? Off, off all the kids' ears? Uh, no, no, they only no, they only the Emma and Ray's is they, gone. They only did that to trick the mom to think that Ray was in the fire. Damn, they, they really, yeah. Uh, sacrificed and then Emma feet. cut hers off so that she could book it without the mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Being, like, how did they? How did they not get? Uh, oh. So I think that this is what their logic is. The mom thought, oh my god, Ray is actually in the fire dead. So the mom panics. And the mom saw Emma run. So then she's like, where's Emma? She said, go get the kids out of the house. Yeah, so I think the mom didn't give a fuck about anyone else because she just was worried about her child and the fact that Emma was present during the fire. So that's all the mom was tracking at the moment. And the other kids were already gone. Emma was... Emma and Ray were in that building. The other kids were already at the fence. So even if she looked for them, it would have been too late. But would they still be able to track them past the walls if they have the Um, trackers? Well, they did with the. So little, I bet Donner Gilda had the machine, mm-hmm. and then when they set the thing on fire, Emma was like, "All right, y'all go." And then Mom ran downstairs, you know, like not checking to see if the other kids are in bed. They're already booking she it. She was just like, "Where did Emma track- run?" Well, she, at first, yeah. she was like, "My child's dead." Then she was like, "Where did Emma go?" Because she didn't go right toward her to go. And then she was like, "Emma's ears in this bucket." Yeah, <laughs> dude, Emma—they straight up cut. I'm sorry, ears I'm off. a grown-ass adult. If you looked at me and said, "Ryan, you might die unless you cut your ear off," I don't know if I'd be able to do it. <laughs> Bro, that's <laughs> I'd get like halfway painful. through and I'd be like, I mean, Van Gogh did it. My ear off. Yes, if I was, I if I was positive that they could do it, they'd be like, "You do that, cut mine off." Like, yeah, we would take turns. <laughs> yeah, but if I had to cut my own ear off, that's a lot. Just kill me. That's what I'm saying because like your body like tells you to stop. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe like her fight or flight <clears throat> adrenaline was going that's, that bad that <clears throat> it's possible her adrenaline was going that bad that she didn't feel it, but like you can't even like in theory she said, pierce your own ear really because the pain will stop. Girl, she said. Actually, Ray, nice setup for killing yourself. We're going to make it seem like you killed yourself. Now give me your ear. That was like, crazy about it. It's like, in that moment, I genuinely thought that he was about to die. And then for it to be a twist of Emma catching the match, and I was like, oh my gosh, she knew. She knew he was going to do that. Girl, like, they played the Kinsey, good. Kinsey, what if you were going to kill yourself in this little cafeteria? And I was like, all right, girly, we're going to escape. And I got the two. I was like, we're going to escape. Give me your ear. And like, I pulled a knife out. It's time to cut your ear off. You were going to die. But now you gotta cut your ear off. Like, what? I'd be like, Kaylin, can you do it for me? Like, <laughs> please don't ask me to cut my ear. I'd be like, all right, don't get mad at me. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> okay, don't get mad at me. <laughs> don't get mad at me. I probably I would, would get mad at you. I'd be like, Kaylin, you're taking so long. I'd be like, hold on. The, the knife went out this way in your ear, and I needed to stay flush along the wall. <laughs> I'd be so I just gotta mad get the lobe, man. I gotta go up from under. <laughs> you know what they should have done is just cut off where the lobe is. Where the yeah. alarm like, is at. lobe, but just the top. Just cut that off. Mm-hmm. And you have a little lobe in over there. Like a little clipped ear like a cat, you know? Like, just like, you know. What if you missed it, though? Maybe, maybe it wasn't that simple because they only had knives. So it's like, think about it. You'd have to have somebody hold your ear while you sawed through your ear. You know, might as well do it where it's already got tension attached to your head. You know? Because you can work against that tension. I'd be afraid of, like, cutting too far into your head. Like, you know, I have to look for the back and cut to make sure it's just your ear. That's, so that's what we just said. We just said either, well, we didn't say scoop it out. We like, I got a PP too. Clip your ear. in the podcast. We were thinking either clip your ear like this, like, kind of like a cat, mm-hmm. like, or we didn't say scoop it out. Well, I bet you they don't know where it is because think I about think it. It's inserted to them when they're newborns and your ear just they grows. They said they knew where it was. But well, I think mean, it was like a time. they knew where it was. No, they knew where it was. It was all in the same spot. But, like, but, when I grow, my ear's going to grow around it. So you can't guarantee it's in the same exact spot every person's body, you know? I don't know. If you look at when they deactivated each one in the kid's ears, um, they would always go to the same yeah. spot of the ear. But what I'm saying is, even if you wanted to cut it off a specific way, you don't have that much time. Like, this was a time-sensitive right. thing. You're right. She can't be like, like... What's faster, chopping off your entire ear or, like, 
sawing a corner of your ear off and potentially still keeping missing it. I guess the plus side is your ear is all cartilage, no bone. Yeah. So, like, because in theory, like, if I was to, like, cut your leg off, the stop, the part that gets you is the bone. Yeah. Did you use a kitchen knife to cut that shit? <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't have mass weapons in the house. So, um, but damn. Damn, 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 damn. I can't eat that, that show. And then, and then from there, they just... <laughs> Toss their ear in? No, Is that no, no. Just... The, They zip line. Oh. I was like, they... They what? To freedom. And then that moment, right before Emma jumps and the mom's just staring at her, it's such a bittersweet moment because the mom's kind of like, like I'm glad you're free, but also like, you're going to cause so much pain and suffrage to me. Yeah, you're going to cause so much bullshit for me. Yeah. All the way to the very end, I feel like the mom would have tried to stop her, but it's the fact they fucking did it. She, like, I think she was, hold on. I think she's dumbfounded. So, like, they, they did something that she didn't even think was possible, mm-hmm. and that's like escaping and changing the system. Yeah. And then she said, "Be safe, guys." Like she actually like sent I got them a little, like it. a little prayer. Essentially, she had yeah. sent them, and then she went and chilled by the little babies who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then she um, season two spoiler again, just in case you're still listening. Like she gets arrested for that shit too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. If I was a bad guy, I would march into that farm and kill every single one of them off because like you are now all no the good kids, for all of them. Yeah, one rotten apple, spoil bunch, they no, say. I mean, I mean, I guess they are really small children. I guess it's not horrible. But you're, you, have, you can't think that they aren't, like, they're at the age enough where they can at least retain some of it. Like, those kids, where'd those kids go? I don't know. Like, I think that they're better off just, like, starting fresh. Yeah, I mean, they're just babies. Yeah, but they said that that was their best farm. So it seems like children are in but low demand. the mom was demand. beneficial then, and they killed the mom. She's the reason why they're so smart, in theory. I know, but I'm saying, like, it seems like they're in low demand, yeah. and it seems like it takes. Obviously, we know it takes years to farm k- human kids, according to the show. Yeah, so no answer my question: How many mothers do you think there are out there just whacking out kids for these farms? I feel like, like there, I'm sure there's lots, but they said that was the best farm. Think about mm-hmm. how many humans are on the earth, and they said that was the best farm. Do you think they really want to get yeah. rid? of And I mean, I'm sure trauma makes brains smarter. Yeah. How many kids do you think in that farm are related? I don't know. That's a good point. So many fucking moms, I wouldn't know. Yeah, but like, if if me and my partner produced a very smart kid, they would want me to produce another one because, like, they're like, he has got good genes. Give me another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how many moms <laughs> stay in positions of actually just birthing. Yeah, there's probably like hundreds that are their only job yeah, is to reproduce. Tail at that point, it's really freaky to think about. Um, I think, you know, after they escaped, like I said, the way that I would have liked to see the show go back when I was like excited i was like we need to get out like what's outside like these walls and stuff is obviously i wanted them to live like a covert life of getting stronger obtaining like weapons and learning to survive um i didn't mind so much that like the world was filled with monsters mm-hmm. i guess that makes sense like you know not just the demons but like like monsters in the woods well we know shit. there's humans out there yeah i wanted them to find other humans like maybe human towns and like like maybe there's human towns that are spared because the farm exists and they're like we're cool i fully think that there's a whole another community out there that we just don't know about like think about it like if, 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 well don't talk about it please <laughs> in a world of demons I'm, I'm just t- saying what i would have liked to have happened in a world of demons let's say that there is a human community and the demons are like we eat people if you don't want us to hunt you let us have this farm like and just like we'll take care of it we'll we'll you know, tend to it. And the humans are like, you know what, I guess that's fine. Like, that's a good way to compromise. Like, let's say some shitty, selfish, you know, kings and queens. You listen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so then our homies maybe could find those people, maybe find cool humans. Like, that's what I was expecting. And then one day I wanted them to, like, break in, save Norman, like, take down the system. That's what I wanted to see. Well, I saw but, a cover for the last manga volume, and they were on animals. Like horses? I think it was, like, a zebra. I could be wrong. I think I'm making it with my head. I sent you a picture of it once. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, ask us if we share it again. Would you guys share the promised Neverland? Mm, I think. I tried with Cheyenne and she said the head's too big. <laughs> she said, <laughs> I just showed her the weird. art. I didn't show them in her an episode. I think the promised Neverland you can only show to someone who like already watches anime because it's very like the style is very much anime. Mm. Yeah, you can't show it to a normie. I feel like out of a lot of animes, though, like, for example, you had said you watched Inuyasha when you were young, but I felt like, you know, maybe you didn't watch anime anymore, you weren't an anime fan, so I was like, it, I was rolling the dice, I was like, 
But I still felt like Thomas Neverland is it's a short, sweet first season yeah. with a really good story, really and good. And the story book. keeps you pulled. That's what I will say. Anyone who's even yeah. like remotely into anime, I'd be like, watch Promise Neverland twelve episodes. I don't think and you show keep you show a normie just like, you know, a long running yeah. season like Naruto or Attack on Titan easily. Like I feel like those are the shows you can only show someone that already watches yeah. anime. Kinsey. What about you, Kinsey? What'd you say? We are talking about if you would share it with someone. We're Sorry, ending I was the show. reading something. Um, what, a spoiler? I actually, I, I told you I already knew the ending, but I just wanted to refresh on exactly what had happened, so I was reading it mm-hmm. right now on my phone. Um, yeah, I've, I've rec- recommended this anime multiple times. I would recommend it again. I would tell them not to watch season two, because mm-hmm. season one is so thrilling, so good. Um, and I, it was one of my favorites. Honestly, I'm glad that they continue the story. Obviously, the manga already existed, but if, if Attack on... Mm-hmm. The Promise Neverland just ended like that. I think it would still be an amazing short anime. Yeah, there's always books like that that end like that. Mm. Hey, that's exciting. Who, who asks um, who what? <laughs> this one's not as important. But uh, Kinsey, what are you sharing with us next week? What the fuck am I? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> next week, I'm sharing Howl's Movie Castle, y'all. It's my favorite Studio Ghibli movie and one of my favorite animated movies. Very, very top top five. Understandably. I know. Um, I loved watching the movie. I found it my junior year um, of college, and it really helped me during a really hard time in my life. I'm excited. I believe you love a good story with a gentleman. I think if we were to describe yes. like one movie like for each of us, I think Howl's Moving Castle would describe things like Either mm-hmm. House Moving Castle or How to Train Your Dragon, but I think House Moving Castle really reflects my your, your aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, I yeah. think like, the first Jimmy movie I watched with you guys was Spirited Away, and you were like, oh, this is, I know you're a hopeless romantic. You need <laughs> to watch House Moving Castle. Next weekend, we will be watching House Moving Castle. And I was like, okay. And then the, the fucking movie starts. I did fall asleep in Kanye. The movie starts, and we're already five minutes in. You're like, did you catch that? Did you notice how he said that? Did you catch that part? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm watching yet. <laughs> But it's okay. It was appreciated. Damn. Well, okay. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>